Well, this week we are continuing our look at prayer inside of the New City Catechism. We have asked, what is prayer? What, with what attitude should we be praying? And now we're going to turn our attention to, to the content of our prayers. And we're going to be spending this week and next week looking at this idea of, of the content of prayer. And so our question today is, what should we pray? And the answer, the whole word of God directs and inspires us in what we should pray, including the prayer Jesus himself taught us. The passage for this week is a longer passage, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, which says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Well, our answer this week alludes to the the prayer that Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. Um, that is not going to be the focus of our time this week. That will be the focus of next week's question and answer. So we'll save that for next week as we think about content of what we should be praying and, and what the Lord's Prayer teaches us about the structure of prayer and, and the things that we can learn from that prayer. So the Lord's Prayer will be next week. This week, as we think about this question, what should we pray? I want to encourage us to, to look at Scripture more broadly. Um, throughout scripture, there are written prayers, uh, see it throughout the old Testament, throughout the new Testament, specifically in the Psalms. And I can think of many of the prayers of Paul throughout the epistles, um, that are, that are great models for prayer. Um, in fact, they're just great words to pray. And so taking rote prayers like the one that we just read and praying it as our own. And so not just reading it as the word of God, but praying it as though it is a prayer of our, of our own heart. Um, that, is, that is a helpful practice to do. But more than just praying the words, I think if we look at the prayers of Scripture, we um, can learn a lot about what we should be praying. Consider Paul's prayers broadly. Um, D.A. Carson wrote a book called Praying with Paul um, that is really helpful in this. Um, but he says, talks about this idea that in Paul's prayers, um, in Paul's prayers, he, he never really prays for circumstances to change. And so he, he acknowledges that the people that he is praying for are in difficult circumstances, but his prayers are rarely or if ever focused on the physical things that are happening. Instead, he prays it much more like we already read in, in Ephesians 3, where he says something like, I pray that God may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. He doesn't pray for the circumstances of the Ephesian church to change. He prays for the hearts of the Ephesian people to change, 
to be become more like Christ. And as we think about prayer, it's not wrong or bad to pray that circumstances ought to change. Um, but the examples that we are given in Scripture are more often about a change of heart in the midst of difficult circumstances. And so our prayers ought to, to reflect that. Our prayers ought to, when we think about the content of our prayer, what are we praying? We ought to be praying more often for the spiritual condition of where we are at rather than a change in the physical circumstances and the difficult circumstances. Because Paul, again, rarely or if ever asks for things to be taken away, but says, God, teach me in the midst of these things. And so praying along with Paul can be really helpful. Um, but not just praying the prayers of Paul or taking the contents of, of Paul's prayers and turning them into our own prayers. Uh, another book that was written called Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney um, talks about this idea of actually praying through Scripture. And the way that he says we, we ought to do this, I'll read this, this quote because I think it's helpful. He says, so you might read the beginning of Psalm 20, verse 1, which says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble and pray, Lord, please answer me today. I am in trouble. My finances are in trouble. My body is in trouble. My relationships are in trouble. Oh, answer me today, O Lord, because I am in trouble in so many ways. And then you read the second half of verse 1. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. And that prompts you to pray something like this. Thank you, God of Jacob, that through your son Jesus you have set me securely on high by your grace. I will never fail. By your work of preserving me through the Holy Spirit, I am securely set on high. The Bible says in Ephesians that I am seated in the heavenly places with Christ. Thank you for the security of that and all that you have done for me in Christ. As you pray these things, perhaps you already begin to sense your faith strengthening. Your confidence in that the Lord will indeed answer grows as you ask him to answer you, not because of the earnestness of your pleading, but because of the reality that he has set you securely on high in Christ. And so Donald Whitney in his book, Praying the Bible, encourages us to read scripture, and as we read, pause and pray through what we just read. Taking the, the phrases and the ideas and turning them into the prayers of our own heart. So it's not praying the exact words of Scripture, but it's taking the truths of Scripture and bringing them back to God in prayer. It is a, a way to grow in our own faith. It's a way for us to seek God. And so we pray the words of Scripture as following along with Paul. We pray... Uh, the ideas and the promises of Scripture as we read Scripture and pause to pray those things and acknowledge where we are at in the midst of those things. And, and I think part of what this does, uh, Psalm 119 reminds that, it says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. And more than just reading Scripture, but praying it is a way for us to meditate on the words of God. And as we meditate on the words of God, they really do... Uh, sink into our heart in a different way than if we were to just read it, check it off, and move on. But if we really pray through and meditate on, those words of Scripture become a part of who we are and how we operate day to day. And so we, we start with Scripture. We, we pray the prayers of Paul. We take lessons from the content of Paul's prayer for what we should pray. We pray through the whole of Scripture and um, would commend this book to you. He talks about praying the Psalms and then praying other parts of Scripture and gives some practical tips on how to do that. But the other thing that we can do 
is pray the prayers of people who have gone before and written their prayers down. Um, there are whole books, Valley of Vision, the Book of Common Prayer. There, there are many books filled with prayers written by saints who have since passed away. Um, and, and the content of those prayers can be rich and meaningful as we take them and, and pray them afresh. Uh, and I would encourage you to, to do that, to find prayers that have been written before and, and pray them. When we don't know what to pray, praying the words of others can be helpful. Praying the words of Paul in Scripture, praying the words of saints who have written their prayers down, these can be helpful practices. Uh, Tim Keller, as we have talked about his book in the last couple of weeks, talks about the same idea, uh, praying the words of Scripture and praying the prayers of saints. Uh, but I would also remind that the Spirit also prays on our behalf. Now, this is Romans 8. says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for when we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And so when we don't know what to pray, it is helpful to go to the words of Scripture and pray those things, but also remember the role of the Spirit in the midst of our prayer, um, that he intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So my encouragement for this week is take time each day to pray through a psalm. Start in Psalm 1 and then Psalm 2 the next day and Psalm 3 and just take a psalm and pray through it. Or take the prayers of Paul and pick one and write it out and, and make that a regular and daily prayer that you pray for yourself and for those around you. Um, I, th I think praying in this way can challenge us if we haven't done it, but it's very effective and very fruitful even in our own hearts as we seek to understand the will of God and we pray according to the will of God. Praying scripture is, is a, a really helpful way to do that. So I would encourage you this week, take time to pray the Bible, to pray the scriptures back to God uh, and let that practice encourage your hearts.